The mayors in black want you to know that we think black lives matter. People of color matter. LGBTIQA plus lives matter. People with disabilities matter. We think all populations that have been systemically oppressed matter. We hear you. We see you. We know we benefit from these systems and we want to be better allies. Everybody, this is Heather with the Mirrors of Black, and this is show 83 for December, the last show of 2021. This is the Model Horse Podcast for Hobbyists by Hobbyists, and I'm joined by an elf in a Christmas outfit. Welcome, <laughs> elf. Elf, hello. How are you? AKA Jackie. I almost feel like we should screenshot this and include it in the show blog right. so we would know, so they understand what's happening. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Picture. So, okay. Jackie, um, we've been trying to jam this in, and Jackie's had a, a fairly busy weekend. So, I was like, I will get up early and do this. And she's like, Okay, but I'm going to be in my elf outfit. So, <laughs> it's just true. I decided to go off and be priorities, jolly. y'all. We don't rate to a to a cosplay Christmas party. Well, it, well, I mean, just the problem is like the next two weekends are holiday weekends. Mm-hmm. Last weekend I was working, so yeah. and then like. My father-in-law's birthday is the 23rd, so we're going out to dinner for him, with him. We were watching Survivor. They had a three-hour finale episode oh, that we normally would watch on Thursday, and my mother-in-law was like, maybe let's do this Friday. It's three hours long. And we're like, okay. So, yeah, so it's been kind of... I had to take the car for service. It's just been like like everything had to happen on this weekend, right. and this is just what No, we're I'm doing. not bad. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, we're here. So it's a. On the, if you're on the East Coast, it is 11:30 in the morning on Saturday, December 8th. I, I had to get up at 8:30, and that is early for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I got up at nine. I didn't even get up that early <laughs> on the weekend, anyway. Thank you, baby. Um, catch up. Well, we kind of just caught up with Jackie. Unless you want to expound yeah. on your Christmas party. I mean, it's just it's just nerds <laughs> hanging out watching. We. They'll be carrying. Before we I'm went sure on the air, be... we were talking about the weird, um, the weird intersection between wrestling and cosplayers. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't really understand it, but it's like there's like I don't know. It's a weird because sometimes cosplayers will cosplay wrestlers, which that's fine. They're kind of characters or whatever. Um, but like, I went to New York City Comic Con, and as I was stumbling around, I look up and. Because my husband watches a lot of wrestling, and I'm in the room for enough of it that I can kind right. of fake my way through a conversation if I had to. But uh, I'm wandering around the vendor's room and at you know the huge vendor's room at New York City Comic Con. I look up and I'm like, that guy looks like Jerry the King Lawler, who was a wrestler. He's now a commentator for WWE. Right. E. I was like, that guy looks like. Oh, it is Jerry Lawler. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I was about to walk away, and I was like. You know, I keep wanting Dave to come to these. I'm going to go get a picture with Jerry Lawler. And I did. He was very nice. Um, his assistant was completely geeked out about my phone case. It was very funny. Because um, <laughs> it's a it's a Zelda prop in there. Like, the assistant's like, this is so cool. I'm like, thank you. I made that. Um, so I have a picture with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. I sent it to my I sent it to Dave immediately and was like, but anyway, there's always wrestlers at these things. There's there's wrestling match like is at this party I'm supposed to go to. Like that's the first thing on the agenda is a wrestling match. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not prioritizing that. I will show up in time for you know 
the karaoke the or whatever the anime they're going to show right. that I'm going to go, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the other, you know, the anime is such a huge part of cosplay that. Oh, yeah. It's, well, because I'm always, I'm always like, because they're always like, well, video game characters, especially Japanese video games, are always welcome at anime cons. But I go there and I like, I have, I can kind of recognize characters from Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia without ever having watched a single second. Yeah, of I was, when I used to go to Dragon Con all the time, I could tell all of them because I watched a lot of anime, but it's yeah. gotten, it, it's gotten so prolific and I don't watch as much anymore that I see some costumes and I'm like, what? I don't know who that is. Like, I know that's from something, but I don't know what you're from. I don't I haven't have anything to talk about but work because I worked, 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 worked on this big project and out of nowhere it mm. got canceled and we had done all this work for it, like a lot. Like I had one week I had forty hours or one two week pay period I had forty forty hours of overtime and I was headed that way again when they canceled oh it. So God. I had like twenty three for the first week and you know, that's just how the projects like that are and it's fine. It goes for like a month and then you're done, right? um that's crazy so then it was like well it's over but at least you get your holidays back and you're like oh great and then they were like oh we got a new one never mind (laughs) terrible but apparently it's in bad shape so who knows sorry man i got nothing new to talk about on my job front so we're not going anywhere for christmas i i wasn't because of the, my job and if i if that had cleared up it's too late anyway plus with omicron doing its thing now apparently everybody i talked to my cousin apparently everybody in atlanta has it oh great oh yeah actually the last anime con i did the second case in the nation <laughs> right. that, attended that had an outbreak that. right <laughs> i have gotten a lot of text messages from new york state in the last couple what for contact tracing um, i yeah, I did go get tested, uh, and I just was like, "Yes, please contact me for whatever you want. I will give you whatever information." <laughs> um, I mean, I wore a mask the whole time. I had just gotten boosted. I did get tested; it was negative. Yeah. It was the antigen test, so which is a uh, you know, but it was hard for me, like, because they it was two weeks after the con that they were like, "Oh, by the way, lol." I was like, you know, I could have been mildly sick, and no one would have known. Yeah. Or could have been, you know, in that two week period, but my antigen yeah. test is antigen or antibody test. It was negative, right? And it's like two weeks out. Like if it was going to be positive, it should be honestly, positive, I still I wonder that whole month that I couldn't breathe and I was, you know, all tired out, achy. I'm wondering if I had like a low grade case of COVID in the PC. They didn't do a PCR; they yeah. did a rapid test, and I only got one. Yeah, that's what I got was a rapid so test. So I, I only got one, right? And the accuracy on it is not nearly as good as PCR, apparently. So. Because it, yeah, that it's breathing like, it's issue really... came and went as it showed up mysteriously and nobody could figure out what it was and it was gone just as mysteriously. So I bet it might have been. I mean, the, the PCR test is apparently, or not the, the, the rapid test is really good at picking up the day you become infective. Um, you know, and the PCR test is, all, you know, better for, you know, a little more accurate right. if you've been actually exposed, but it takes a couple, takes a little while. I had a hard time trying to get one scheduled too. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up just going to the urgent care and cooling my heels for like an hour and a half before they tested me. Can't you get a rapid test like at the drugstore though? Can you test at home? Not when they're sold out of them. No. True. Yeah. And they're I went true. to I went to <laughs> yeah, I went to three and said I'm not searching every drugstore in Essex County. No. Right. Three is my limit. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> 
Uh, we want to thank everybody for shout outs on stories. We share those. We need your nadbrags for your horse yes. shows and your new acquisitions or something you've made that you want everybody to see. Also, I don't care how old they are. If you're still proud about your NAN championship from, you know, 2015, send it in. We would love historic or older pictures. Yeah. We would love that. If you guys have something from the 80s or 90s, man. Oh, God, that'd be That'd great. be amazing of some of some of us older hobbyists in our, in our prime. <laughs> in our prime, yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent oh me a picture gosh. or tagged me in a picture of... Uh, the stone, like the first or second stone, I don't even know if it was at Velocity yet, right? It was yeah. just the stone event during Briarfest. And it was yep. me and Carolyn Boydston and some other people getting our Equilith Awards for something. I was one of my husbands wow. and I was like, oh my God, I am like 20. Oh, I saw that I'm picture. like 28 in that wow. picture. And I was like, wow, I've been in this hobby a long time. I know. It's <laughs> No new countries. Boo. Boo. Um, and and the, uh, <laughs> the we weren't we didn't really have a topic until this week, I yeah, think is what we're trying to I say. mean I was we were gonna talk Briar West and have Aaron on. We'll do her uh next time. Uh hobby drama, we it's just, you know, it's a couple it's of holiday things. season. It's like uh uh, Intuit Part Two in 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 ways, and we're just going to talk yeah. about um, the the two big flare ups this week: um, the online Briar Fest and um, the uh, reasonable accommodation plagiarism. argument, yeah. um, and then the yeah. plagiarism deal. You know, which is we'll we'll talk about I it. I don't know again. why we have to keep talking about it. I know. I know. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to come at it from I mean we're not going to go through, you know, everything that happened because that's, you no. know, everybody knows. They we don't have there, that kind of time. Right. We don't have that kind of time on this show anyway. Right. Anyway, we will uh we will take a break and we'll be back with the news. Woo. The Mayors in Black would like to thank our herd nerds, Allison Paris, Andrea Brigadier, Ann Field, Ann Hudson, Ashley J, Bree Cundiff, Chris Walbrook, CJC, Cynthia Wyatt Briley, Darlene Stoddard, Eclectic Equines, Elaine Boardway, Gail Berg, Grace Bachism, Haley Walker, Heather Bullock, Heather Jackson Lane, Heather Wisner, Heather Zeiger, Jamie Stein, Jana Wright, Jenny Lambert, Jennifer Wilson, Julie Ward, Katie Niles, Kelly Weimer, Kenzie Williamson, Chrysalis Studios, Kira Matrajek, Katie Murata, Laura Heidkamp, Lisa Espig, Lori Larson, Mackenzie Ferguson, Madison Parkinson, Maeve King Devery, Mary Reardon, Megan Smith, Megan Rochelle, Mel Boynes, Melissa Addison, Michael Price, Nakani Mead, Nancy Dement, Robbie Ramirez, Sandra Gibson, Sarah Hampson, Susan Boyer, Tara Rich, Tammy Blankenship, Teresa Pizzell, Tracy Calamar, and Yashka Hallen. The Mayor's thank you. All right, 
we are back with the news. Uh, first up, Mayor's Black News. We don't have a whole lot. We just want to remind you we have Patreon because we do. It's fun. Um, you can find us on patreon.com slash Mayor's and Black. If you search for Model Horse Podcasts or Mayor's and Black or probably Model Horses, we will come up because there is not a whole lot under the Model Horse tab. Um, but we have something like, I just looked at the number. What was it? Um, it was like 116. We've lost a couple of people. 116. Yeah. Yeah. We, lost we gave people, people December off from charging them and they quit. <laughs> well, sorry. Right. Uh, we also had a secret Santa this month. We had a great Christmas zoom party, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will, uh, I'm probably going to rejigger the tears a little bit for the new year and the benefits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But join us. It's a lot of fun. Yes, join us. It's fun. It'll be worth come, it at Briarfest. Trust come hang me. out. Yes, it will be worth it at Briarfest. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Briarfest. Uh, no Namsa news, by the way. Oh, yeah, no Namsa. It's not surprising. No, this, this is the time of year they're typically holidays. quiet. Although, yeah. historically, there's always a Namsa so blowout. So the holiday <laughs> season is, the holiday season is traditionally a time of drama in the hobby and I would like to think it probably did start with Namsa with uh, Christmas Eve 2002. <laughs> uh when I was awoken from a very good nap by Liz Boris who said you should get online right now. Our house is on fire. <laughs> and I said but I just woke up and she's like don't care you should yeah, get online. I was in a car <laughs> on the way to Colorado with my ex-husband and it was snowing and I was driving and I was already white knuckling it. <laughs> and that was back in the day before everybody had a computer in their pockets. You yeah. had to actually go sit on your I No, I think I had a phone, but it was one of those gigantic Nokias. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I had a cell phone, but it was like a my Nokia. I had like, to pull yeah, the antenna out. <laughs> yes, I had antenna to pull up. But like you couldn't get the internet on this. No, show. you couldn't even. No, you had like one little tiny screen, and the number came up yeah. on it in like MS DOS style. <laughs> kind of had an LCD, so you could see the shadow behind it. Yep. Yep. Would you look at? Can you see this? I can see your. I can. Oh dear, that's dangerous. <laughs> I was gonna say I can see your screen in the mirror, but I did not see the rusty being terrible. Rusty's being rusty. He needs attention. Yeah, Stop walking on my model horses. He says, make me. Oh, good thing they're wrapped up. <laughs> anyway, right. Briarfest. Briar. First, uh, Briarfest ticket info is out there. Um, yes. There are several tiers like there were last year. VIP is still a thing. All access yep. is still a thing. Yep. General admission is still a thing. Yes, it's no longer one day. It's general admission. That's what the stablemates come right. with. They did refine this the other day. Uh, VIP, you will have to pick up your stuff in person. They are not yes. shipping that. Uh, with the, the general admission, even if you buy multiple tickets, they said right on there, they are not guaranteeing you'll get a mix of models. Um, which I think is interesting. Uh, and then they also, uh, they don't have the prices for online yet, but they defined the online yes. tier system and they do ship your models to you yes the uh the, there's no vip there's no vip for there's the, uh, no vip virtual. um i think there's uh there's very few things that are left out from last year there are no uh special mm-hmm. runs for online and i think some of the workshops aren't gonna be 
televised uh, what it says here it says you get uh there's there's virtual content it sounds like at some point it sounds like there's going to be a live feed from the covered arena awesome is one of is one of those things you get a celebration horse you get the access to purchase the limited edition so the pop-up store right. stuff you get access to the virtual store uh my i wonder if like the glossy limited editions might be a, an online thing only let her know because you had to order them um anyway that's just uh, now i just started rumor i'm sorry that would be interesting um, it would be right if only ability to enter get those Ooh. yeah ability to enter select contests so that makes me think that maybe the costume contest is online again i don't know um ability to enter select Briarfest model horse shows which suggests that one or more is going to be a photo show yep. Maybe they're just going to have an online uh, component show or something. That would be cool. Like, yeah, that would be. Uh, well, no, well, they're also not selling tickets until end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. So they're going to roll everything. I think they're going to roll everything out like they did last yeah. year. They're going to have to for VIP yeah. and then sell tickets. Um, they announced the event stable mates. Oh, my they're God. very cute. They are very cute. Um, I'm really freaking in love with Yabarozo, the little mini Albi. He's really yes. cool. Um, but the, the little the Clydesdale painted like the the Roy from a couple of years ago looks also speaks to me. For some I reason. I like the um, the Wormblood too. He's got little yeah. uh, blue and yellow braids, which I think is clever. And of course, that is clever. And then of course they have the the little uh, is it a Highland Dale Emma. Is that what that breed is? I can't I believe remember. it's a Dale's pony. Um, that's, Emma. That is uh, smoke. That is charcoal. Yeah. Glossy charcoal. Yeah. Like vintage colored. Pretty. So those are um, those are super cute. I, I will not kick any of those out of my collection. No, I would not either. Um, I Phil think pony, those says are only right available in person or are they, are they both? No, these are available. So these are the general admission horses. Okay. So you get it. You're guaranteed a set of all four if you get a VIP. You will get a gambler's choice one if you if you do either the in person general admission or the online general admission. And they said if you even if you buy multiple tickets, you're not guaranteed to get all but four. You, you could. But get last four time we could four. also like pony up an extra eighty to get them if you weren't VIP, right? Yes, they don't have that option. Ooh. They do. They they are they they haven't released that as now. Maybe that's a Maybe they don't consider that a ticket. They consider that a separate item. Right. But yeah, that was something right. they do. Well, we'll see more. We in will know more. I'm sure we're just at the I beginning mean, of I, a daily. I feel like they're rolling out information earlier and earlier. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be like, remember last year, just January was just every day. It was something else. I think that's <laughs> right. what we're looking at. <laughs> but anyway, they're cute. I like them. So they have also started to update the Briarfest FAQ, which talks about your the most common questions on ticket sales, um, on models, on uh, the virtual event, and the models mm -hmm. that are available on there. That is all that's really there right now. Of course, that will expand as we get closer to the event. There is also, uh, just like the last year, an official Briarfest Facebook page now. And... Yes. Uh, Briar mans that Facebook page, and uh, there are a couple volunteers that also help on there to answer questions about Briarfest. Right. It's a pretty good group. Yeah, they do keep it, it pretty, pretty good. Tightly if they moderated, keep it on business. Good. 
own yeah. fitness. Mm-mm-mm. So okay, so yeah, you should probably take this on, on to uh, on home to event. Briar West, um, which has returned to Denver uh, for this year. Um, it is at the end of February, I believe, the twenty fourth through the twenty seventh. I think. Yes. Um, and it is at twenty fifth to the twenty seventh. Twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is at uh, the stock show again downtown, um, which is being completely revamped and is under construction right now. Um, mm. It is a, a smaller version of Briarfest. It's a three day um, in person. Uh, I have not heard there's going to be a, like there was a boot camp last year. I don't think yep. there was a, um, a boot camp associated with Briar West this year. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it. But it um, it has a open show. It has a children's show. It has stablemate painting all three days. It has fantastic workshops this year. Like, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a leather carving one with Hannah Bear, yep. which, I, I, yeah. There's manes and tails with Amanda Brock, and I I I I am like so close to just calling out sick. <laughs> I have to work. I have a bed for you. I know. I know. I know. There's a lot of things in play for me right now. And I'm going to be away the weekend before and the weekend after. So it's like, I have to get it that weekend. Um, so yeah, so there's Hannah bears, uh, carving. There's, uh, Amanda Brock is doing her Amanda Brock mains and tails. Yeah. Mains and tails. Um, uh, Laura Scalern is, I can't remember what is she, is she the one making the poopy? (laughs) <laughs> i don't believe so i don't remember what she's doing <laughs> but like there's like five workshops and all of them are oh my god yeah yeah i'm opening Ugh. the blog uh there are meet and greets with maggie and uh stephanie blaylock uh, mindy berg is doing something she's too. judging she's probably doing um one of the uh, she's doing some workshop yeah also, i think there's a schedule if I can find it. Here it is. Sorry. I should have had this no, open, sorry. guys. Pardon me. Well, this link just went to retired. Rutrows. Read more. There it is. So day one, Friday, free stablemate painting for kids in the craft area. The show ring is the open show. Um, for Saturday is jam packed uh, stablemate painting. Meet and greets are with Maggie and uh, Heather Paleo. Uh, the hobby yeah. area right. is hobby Q and A with the mayors in black, which is probably just going to be the mayor in black because Jackie's black schedule. But I'm we'll trying see. to think if there's some way we can just like have a laptop and I could just hang out on Zoom after work on. Saturday. I'll bring my iPad. And we oh can God. just bring you up. Yeah, bring your iPad and we'll figure okay. it out. Uh, in workshop area one, there is uh introduction to drastic customizing with Erica Isabel of the Pokey Pony. Mm-hmm. Um, found item creativity one night scale tack and props with Laura Scalern of Donate That's the what Paint. I knew it was some studio. Thing. I think she's threatening to show people how to make poopy though. <laughs> That'd be all right. That's fun. Uh, and hair sculpting with Amanda Brock of Rogue Horse Studios. So that's the the first three. Like you can't take all of them because they're staggered. There's another workshop yeah. area. Um, one night scale leather tooling with Hannah Bear, which <sighs> um, that one's. I know that one is fifty bucks, but you get tools when you're done too. Yep. 
and many bases and dioramas with Mindy Berg, who is uh, beyond her painting. Spruce Mountain Studio yeah. is known for her wonderful bases that go with her horses. Oh yeah. And then that night uh, at the host hotel is uh, the swap meet. Yeah. Ugh. I am having FOMO already. <laughs> Sunday is free stable mating, uh, stable mate painting again. Uh, the show ring is the youth show, which I am judging at, uh, OF mini at that. Uh, and then the artist corners for meet and greets is uh, Maggie again. Karen Gerhardt is coming down. Stephanie Blaylock and Mindy Berg. Nice. So this is an excellent, excellent schedule. Excellent lineup. Erin has really oh, yeah. outdone herself. Hmm. And she keeps hinting about a shiny surprise. So will it be well, there? that came out in the official stuff that if you're there's an opt if you're going, there's you know the potential for a shiny surprise. And I'm like So but we don't know what that is. It could be the Carol, return I of know, the SR. I'm very excited. I don't know. The return of the know. Briar West SR. Oh. I don't, is it just something that's glossy? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't Who know. Knows? We'll see. I'm excited. Uh okay. So we've talked enough about Briarwest. It's closer and it's coming here. And I'm gonna we're gonna be there as as a brand and I'm gonna be there as a right. person. As I can't a person. decide if I want to show on Friday or not. I don't know. If I end up coming out, it's gonna be very last minute. Yeah. We have a spot for you. I think I know. Uh Amanda's staying with me. Uh, Steph is staying might, with me. Might buy a ticket just in case. And Meredith is mm. staying with me. And then yeah. down the road, like a mile away, Christy Richardson got an Airbnb, and her and Mindy and Mindy's mm. daughter are staying there. Oh, nice! So we can accommodate so we'll you no matter what. Yeah. We'll uh, see what happens. Uh, it's very, very, very in flux. <laughs> right? No, I get it. All right. <laughs> Uh, Stablemate Club right. reviews. Moving on from all the wonderful Briar yes. events. So the Stablemate Club uh, review. Uh, they, they've done. They've revealed some of the models. Uh, we've seen uh, a, a, the fighting stallion with an extended Appaloosa blanket. Yesterday they revealed the trotting model. I want to say they called Prince Charming, who's apparently going to be a star dapple gray. Um, be interesting. I don't know that they've ever tried that in stable weight scale yeah um he's kind of got a rose gray component to his mane and tail oh. i i think he was an ornament for a while and then they decided to put him into he was yeah. a bigger horse at some point now he's shrunk now he's shrunk there's also uh the one the laura laura's oh god the laura skillern stable mate i forget his name um the g1 draft horse the fjord and then of course there's a new sculpture they haven't revealed yet the uh i'm, I'm i love the little pudgy g1 drafter oh i need to but yeah i'd love him to be the gambler's choice but they've done that mold in so many gambler's choices i don't think that's gonna be it yeah i don't know what it what it'll be we will have my to guess would see. be laura skillern's horse would be my guess probably probably yeah you heard it here. We're making we're making, the- we're making stuff up, guys. We're starting rumors. <laughs> starting rumors. Starting rumors. Just saying whatever comes to my head, and there it is. So they have also <laughs> they have also raided our wallets thoroughly the last two weeks. Um, Zoom <sighs> Spitz came out, which is a uh, silver Florentine. Wow, there he is. Jackie has one. Silver Florentine. One. Georg. Silver filigree. Silver filigree. Mm. Uh, gorgeous. Georg. 
I got picked. She got I was picked. very excited. She's so happy. Uh, I was so excited. And he showed up unannounced like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 so cool. Um, also, the CC appreciation uh, event went off. It was all the uh, Briar 70th anniversary yes. horses are all in glass now. There were uh, there was all these people that were like, I don't know if I'm into this. I'm not going to do it. And then they all did it. And then it. they said, oh, you have a chance at a glossy Palomino <laughs> Hamilton. And everybody freaked out. <laughs> don't do it, girl. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking. I'm about just it. thinking about it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I had set models aside, like yeah, oh yeah. I preloaded my cart. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, so I got I got four traditionals. I got um, the black stallion set with the black Malik, the blue decorator Malik. What did I get Theo? Yeah. And chocolatey, I think. Chocolate-y. I got. I wanted to get Mark of Charm, but he was listed as back ordered, and I thought it, it said it had to be in stock. But several other people did order a Mark of Charm, and it made it. So, including you, I believe. I yeah, I got a Mark of Charm, and I got a Tis the Law, and they were both back ordered, and it was fine. Okay, that's fine. Then. Unless they come back and say no. No, but they I mean, they really, ding you right. Their stock at the- was really limited, so. Oh, I know. Well, in the past, when I've loaded a model that didn't make it and I didn't hit the 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 thing, they 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 tag that right away. They're like, "Yeah, no, that doesn't work. Go back. Yeah, and try again." Yeah. So, uh, bunion, not a like bunion. the thing on your foot. <laughs> so yeah, so everything's like coming fast and furious. I feel like they just got a they got a load of stuff, and they're like, "We got to get this out now." <laughs> like, Got a Connex <laughs> from China. <laughs> exactly. So this time of year, there's always like a a, a special run and random animal. Often it's a it's a bovine of some sort. Um, they the run numbers used to be bigger on these because I have an Olaf and there was like two hundred or three hundred of him. Now they're like less than a hundred. This guy is less than a hundred. Like he's like forty seven or something silly like that. Fifty eight, which is a weird number. Uh, um he's wedgewood blue yes and he's not the longhorn he's the uh walking herford bull. yeah and they don't do him very much they were they said in their own no. copy that he's they kind of resurrected him so um yeah he's like one of their earlier he's like a model from like the 50s yeah so there's tons of interest in this one so i entered i yeah. you know i never get these micro runs but it's always fun to enter yeah, I well, I entered for somebody because enough people enter for me, so nice. not interested in him myself. So then finally, somebody found a sneaky peeky of what's probably a regular run model for next year, and it's uh the troubadour as uh the Morgan Stallion. I think the Stallion Morgan Stallion Morgan Quest native son, who is apparently a reigning Morgan. Really, and he is a lovely. Yes, he's a lovely, lovely, lovely red, solid red chestnut, no white. Yeah, I think Sarah. I saw it on yeah. Sarah Townsend's Instagram. And, yeah, that's where I saw it too. And one of her friends, I guess, saw it in the magazine and sent it to her. Like, hey, <laughs> do you know about this? Yeah. So this is also the time of year. Occasionally, like this kind of stuff sneaks out. Like this is how we found out about Harley too. Right. The, the Bay Latigo yeah. was like somebody revealed it before they should have, but. That's it's very nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I love nice. that mold, and I'm really excited about a nice, solid color. 
but yeah, like a nice, uh, uh, you know, a Morgan Morgan. Can you color, imagine that like, when they do when they gloss stuff for next year? Oh, shut up! <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine this guy in harness because mm, what a it's lovely to make you do OF showing again. I do do OF showing. Yeah. I have been for a, yeah, like one of my big show horses is that po- jumping pony. Oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah. Oh no, I've I've I went back to that years ago. <laughs> they don't separate because they have nice. Yeah, they have nice things now that are really easy to get and very competitive. Yeah. Like I would show that pony in custom against customs and artist resins. He's nice. Uh, stone. Stone. Moving on to Stone, there's so, no news for Stone except their Christmas around the world sale is going. Yep, yeah, and we went into that last episode. Yep. Uh, we haven't heard anything from Copper Fox. Nope. So uh, on to other. Moving on to other oh, freaking horsing around. So the, <laughs> the 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 model, the China model that the horsing around sold out in an hour this year. <laughs> this quarter. This this quarter is uh the is called Adonis. I believe he's a he's an Eberl. Yeah, he is. Uh, yes, he is. Um, and there are fifty of them. Uh, and I just I felt like all the colorways were freaking beautiful. Uh, yeah, their colorways are gorgeous. I can't. Plus, that you can buy Dipis for glossy white or get something custom glazed. And you know, he was gone like that. Like, yeah. Like I said, as I say, when I say an hour, I'm not actually. <laughs> That's actually real. Uh, Francine Deer released her Christmas weirdlings, and they're so cool. So Jack Frost they is are really uh, cute. Is they're all um, looks like Briar stable mates. Jack Frost is the uh, Django model, and he's he's kind of a cross between mm-hmm. like a splash pattern. But the the painting on him is like mountains and snow falling and this kind of glossy, deep uh, ombre Blue. sky, I want to say. It's it's really beautiful. Like he was he's so intriguing. He was the first, yeah, he's first one to go. He sold like immediately. Yeah. Mm. He's he's got she says holographic stars and gold snowflakes. Yeah. And- Oh yeah, and she's got a little video of him, and he's just—it—it—it's amazing this paint job. Oh, beautiful. She also had Prancer, which is the Tennessee Walker. Um, so this guy is his torso is like also has like a color shifting paint job on him. I'm looking at this, I'm like, it almost looks like she cut a chunk out and inserted clear plastic, but that's not what she did. It's just paint effects um it's really really amazing um yeah it's got a um, sleigh with- also as as we speak still for sale too he's got a sleigh with a reindeer on him he's got uh red and green ribbons he's super cool he's a really beautiful kind of uh brown to- toasty chestnut he's a cool mm-hmm. dude yeah he's very very cool then there's candy uh, who's like candy apple red with um this is one of her middle cutout things, and she stuck a bunch of mm-hmm. candy in his belly, which is amazing. That's cool. And then the last one is also similar. Um, 
He's wedge, kind of a Wedgwood blue. Uh, he's the, I think the G3 standing yep. stock. He's a snow globe. Yeah, he's a snow globe. He's got little, he's yes. got little he's a snow snowman inside him and the, and you can shake him and it moves. It's crazy. Yeah, there's glitter and stuff in She's there. She's so innovative. I love her stuff. That is freaking cool. And as we, as we see, Prancer is still for sale. Prancer's the only one for still for sale. The rest of them are moments old. I think she still has oh. shortcake from Halloween, too. Oh, maybe. I see there's a still picture there. Two left. Yep. Poor shortcake. Damn it. I have to buy Christmas presents. So, you know. I know. I'm like, I can't be spending that kind of money on anything. That's for me personally. Well, and I know that I'm on, on, I'm on deck for my HR Tennessee Agile and Bramble. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> added up what I'm going to owe Christina. And I'm like, oh yeah, you should just put the brakes on things because <laughs> like, I did. No soup for you. What did I get? Oh, I got my um review the other day. Yeah. Which is the head down, what we think of as the head down the, the quarter horse the mare. Quarter horse mare. Yeah, Stay it's actually me. a yep. stallion. Um, beautiful, like crisp detail, just very nice. I love like that it. mold. Love, love, love. Yeah, that was a good one to get. Kelly Seeley has been having an advent sale. Kelly Seeley has been killing me. So she's, you know, she's really along with Maggie, kind of on the forefront of experimentation with the the boundaries of three D printing. Um, and she's, she's been having things for sale every day, mostly by off, uh, offer today. She's doing a second Saturday. Um, so it's a lot of the recent courses that she's, uh, sent out the, the Capriole, uh, horse that had all these variations that you could get and the little dressage horse, um, with, minor issues to as far as pieces cut in half missing their heads stuff like that yeah uh coming up on sunday she's got a maxi cob printed in this swirly purple plastic um <sighs> there's also a bust and if you just scroll down it shows all the other stuff and if you want to see what's yeah. already gone for sale you can go to her facebook page because there's also been some intriguing stuff that's not on this page that's already um, off the market but coming up on the 23rd there's this this translucent holographic Ugh. paint color shift wild looking maxi cob in uv glow is what she calls it and it just looks crazy yeah i just some of these things i just like i was looking at these and then i was like i have to stop because <laughs> right. i'm like i'm just don't i just it's mm. like if i crawl down although to, she go ahead this is as I scroll down on the twenty fourth. She that heat map thistle do is yeah. you can pre order, which boy that is very very. Tempting. You can also go down to the stuff that hasn't sold. There's a a rainbow cast heather. Yeah, there's a puro capriole in this kind of you know sunset red to red to yellow. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, why did somebody pick that up? Oh, that Nike, that Nike, Heather is still available. Too. Yeah. And then if you scroll past that, it's all the sold stuff. Yeah. I, what I really love is, is, um, the, the rainbow and the color shift stuff. I just think that's amazing. God. All right. I'm going to leave this page yeah. up and if it's still available when I come back, <laughs> we'll buy it. We can take a break. <sighs> well, throw it in your cart if you need to. I'm adding it to my cart. 
See, we are bad. We are daddy bad, bad. Don't you do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) All right. Back to it. Uh, Oksana Cooks has those cute flying fat ponies that remind me of uh, Fantasia. She's put wings on them now to make it even worse. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't say that. See that. And I don't know why. It It says that this content is not available. I don't know why. Uh, on her personal page. Okay, well then maybe I'm not a friend of hers. Must not be a friend of her. Anyway, it's those fat ponies. Uh, Some of them have wings, some of them don't. They're in realistic colors, Mm. Uh, gray, and uh, looks like a red dun and palomino and dapple gray with their little cloud bases. And then there's a so ridiculous a fat pony bay. And uh, they're just so cute. They they just I just start immediately hearing the music from Fantasia. Yes, like well, I think of the 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 Bugs Bunny uh, cartoon. Oh yeah, with the uh, with with uh, that giant fat horse, the Wagner. Yeah, yeah, he's dressed like a woman. I don't remember which which opera it was, but that's what I I don't know what kind of complex Bugs Bunny gave people as children cross dressing all the time. Bugs Bunny was hilarious. I know, I love that. That's actually uh, my favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon. Obviously, yeah. because of the horse in it. But yeah, because of the horse. I've often thought about getting a tattoo of that fat horse because I just love it so much. Oh my god, I would be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> when can we go get tattoos? Is it safe yet? I don't know. I don't know. Like getting tattoos is one of those things. I'm like, I want to do it, but this seems frivolous. <laughs> I also, I mean, I know, I've known a couple of, well, I've known quite a few tattoo artists and I, I know how they probably lean on the mask vaccination thing. See here, I think they probably fall on the better side, but I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I think it is, it's, it's situational and geography based, but Mm, we'll see anyway. So the next link is a TikTok of Kenzie uh, Williamson, who is hosting the Bridal Tree Barn Raising Challenge. This is uh, a little video on how she took one of Maggie uh, Bennett's little micro ponies and turned it into a weather vane for her barn. And it's it's so so adorable. It's ridiculous how cute it is. She's so cute. She's been doing some really cool stuff. I, you know, the December is never a good month for me to do anything, yeah. but I love being in that group just because there's just such clever stuff. Oh, I know people, people are so brilliant. Um, and of course, I want to keep. And on like, top I of have things to work on. Yeah, I have things to work on, and it's inspiring to watch other people. Because I'm like, oh, I really should go downstairs and paint stuff. If I wasn't right. busy every second of every weekend this month (laughs) yeah she steps through this process really quick with pastels like it's a time lapse Mm. sort of thing about how she weathers well made the cupola and the whole yeah weathers the weather vane and all that kind of stuff so i highly recommend checking that out yeah it's definitely worth checking out it's like a three minute tiktok which is an eternity for tiktok (laughs) right (laughs) but it's really cool what else we got? Oh, Carol Williams. Uh, Carol Williams is among <sighs> us again with a killing me. Uh, a quasi new sculpture. It is uh, a shrinky matriarch into uh, into little bit size. I can't remember what she yeah. calls it. 
Bijou. Uh, Bijou. So one eighteenth version is what the. Well, actually, it may not be. She calls it Bijou. Um, Tammy Pomarchek called it one eighteenth, and apparently those are not exactly the same scale. There was some crying about that. Um, but it's a pocket-sized matriarch. Yep. Like. And this link is- now I could have a thousand of them, like I wanted to. <laughs> this so link- now I could have like a thousand of them, and just which is my dream is to have all of <laughs> one in every color. Yes, literally. <laughs> so this it's called Miss Maddie, and this is a link from Tammy Parmachuk's page, um, where she painted one for Carol to in in the introduction of the sculpture that is uh, dapple buckskin, and it is so beautiful. It's already sold. Yes. I think it yeah. went for around thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, go go Tammy. Go Holy Tammy, cow. girl. Anyway, you can go to riorondo dot com and buy your own blank copy of Miss Maddie, and it's very reasonable for the size. I think it's like yeah. one eighty. Oh, that's not bad at no. all. Paint them in all the colors. All the colors. All the colors. All the time. Mm. Uh, Hagen Renneker, Tennessee. Yes. So we know. Uh, Christina was off in California digging up a bunch of molds. She hasn't told us what she's got, but she's got some good things. And then she sent everybody uh, Christmas cards. If you were in the Hagen Renneker Collector Club and teased this model, which is this is two bits. If you're a Briar collector, this is the Briar classic quarter horse stallion. And she's got is it is it Grio? He's some kind of dilute. He's that gray that they, they're all, like the dove gray or something. I. Yeah, but he looks more like a real color than yeah. that dove gray. I'm terrible um, with he's their beautiful. color names, so yeah. But uh, he's gorgeous. I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna be a debt to Christina. Maybe <laughs> I'll just get my paycheck just direct deposit yes, to her. Um, okay. and she also teased a large Zara, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yes, she had a video of her unmolding one, and I was like. Oh, yes, I think several God, several really? China collectors, especially the HR people, ascended. Yeah, like you could watch them do it during this video. It's just, I would love a Zara. Me too. That would be amazing. Oh, anyway, I'm gonna weep. Don't um, weep. I can't weep. I'm and I, I've got, I've got eyeliner on. I don't want. To. No weeping. Although it's called breakup proof, it probably is fine. <laughs> All right, so this is another post I can't see because I apparently I I thought I was I'm not a Facebook friend with uh, Mariah. So. Uh, it's global. That link is just broken. So hang on just a second. Okay, because it didn't work for me. Oh, it does. It says the link is broken. Okay. Uh, save post. Hook me up, well, baby. I don't know how it broke, man. Unless she took the post down. She did, and it's still here. I see it. Hmm. It's a really great post. It's a post is um, from a top uh, top tier artist, Mariah Vogue, about communicating with your artist. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if I can just find it. Got it. Hang on. I'll shoot it to you. In. Oh, we are friends. Hang on. Oh, no, I think I got it. In case you don't, it's in your. Oh. It's in my thing. No, I see the advice she gave to like, if you're going to be. If you're going to be customizing, pick a TV show that has a lot of episodes, has a lot of seasons. <laughs> like, so so advice. basically this post answers the question, should I mention to my artist that I'm unhappy with something? And her answer, she says, oh, yeah, is yes. 
She mm-hmm. says she's heard of too many incidents lately of clients being fearful of questioning their artists, even about little things. Uh, and I've had many people coming to me asking this question. She says, looking for advice. Uh, now, of course, she makes the the claim that not every artist may see the same things the same mm-hmm. way. Uh, but this is right. this is specifically how she feels about it, um, about clarifying what people want. Uh, and people say they don't want to offend the artist. And I think that's very real. I have. Yeah, I've gotten some horses that, you know, it's few and far between. But I've had a few that I wasn't crazy about. They weren't terrible. Um, and I'm not a, a person that goes to my artist and gets really specific. Oh, um, no, me neither. I'm very like, but, here's the base. Here's the base idea you run uh, or we collaborate or something. And then you just yeah. get something that isn't quite exactly what you envisioned or as good as you mm-hmm. think it could be or, or whatever. Or reason. whatever. You know, and normally in the hobby, the, the reaction to that is to quietly turn around and sell it or shelve it for a while and then sell it later or, or see if it grows on see you. See if it grows yeah, on whatever. you. Um, but it, in this specific thing, uh, she's talking about this example of a uh, Pierre that there was a miscommunication about that she thought that she wanted the Pierre dappled uh, in the reference pictures. That's what Mariah thought it was, but it was actually mm-hmm. subtle flea biting. There were some other differences. So um, the client uh, worked it out with her and she uh, modified the horse and the client got what they wanted and everybody was happy. Um, and she says her worst fear upon receiving a model from her is that her client is not in love with paint job as they could be. And I think that as it always is in the hobby is communication. You know, if Mm -hmm. if you, uh, if you really aren't happy, you, you know, or if it's against, especially in this case where it's not the thing that you envision specifically, you know, you can approach your artist and be like, hey, you know, I thought that we discussed blah, 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 but this looks like blee, blee, blee. And, you know, I think maybe that's something you need to ask up front with with your artist, um, depending on how specific you are, you know, what kind of feedback do you want? You know, do you want to know if I want some modifications, blah, blah, blah. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, do it kindly. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, obviously but you know artists want you to be happy everybody wants to be happy with the with a commission piece so yeah if you're not happy say something uh yeah so she says the most common thing she's heard is i don't want to offend the artists they're well known and i don't want to remove my chances of working with again and she says this should not be a factor just because an artist is popular does not mean they're perfect or immune to mistakes um i think it gets cloudier when you're talking about a piece that um is not super specific but again Mm -hmm. i mean i think most artists would like to know if you know you're you have things that you think could change that would improve your model right you know so you know collaborate Uh, art is art is very personal but you're paying for a piece so right you know you, you should communicate with your artist if you're not happy but you should also be reasonable and be courteous yes such yes. a tightrope in this hobby apparently i know it's just yeah, you know it's just i don't know if this is exactly family friendly but it, we would do well as a hobby to remember the will wheaton rule don't be a dick yeah yeah you know yeah it's really easy i mean i i think a lot of artists um 
because of this keep away kind of attitude that everybody has, myself included, about I don't want to upset my artists. I don't want them to mm-hmm. think I think that they're uh, not good at what they do, even if I don't think this piece is optimal, is they find out anyway. You sell your horse right. and they know. Yeah, because yeah, it's time. not that big a hobby. Uh, or know. they hear from other people that, you know, you weren't happy with the paint job or whatever. Or whatever it you is. You know, if you make noise about it. So, I mean, it's it's worth, you know, if you aren't thrilled, thrilled, or you you think there's something practical that can happen to improve the piece, you know, letting your artist know. Nine times out of ten, you know, if you if you do it right, it's not an issue. Critique is should and is part of professional artists' life. It mm-hmm. is part of the process. So, you know, and if you're working for artists have always had patrons since, you know, art was a thing that people traded and bought. Oh, yeah. Know? So, you know, there is a level of dictation that you should have unless your artist says, I'm just going to do artist choice and you get what you get. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, again, collaboration, communication. I love this blog by Mariah. It's it's super informative and we'll, it's up on the on our blog for for you guys to read for you guys to take a look at all right segues nicely Uh, into our what's uh our section coming up about hobby ethics and courtesy we will be i need to get right back to discuss that yeah and jack's gotta get a drink apparently water (laughs) we'll be right back it's it's still it's only 12 30 (laughs) it's five o'clock somewhere jacks the mares in black podcast Okay, we're back. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the drama that has run around the hobby for the last couple of weeks. Yes. It seems to be an annual. It's, it's tis the season. Annual thing in the hobby drama. for people. I mean, the hobby <sighs> has been on I a low simmer since COVID, and and oh, I yeah. think that there is a huge overreaction to a lot of things because everybody's stressed mm-hmm. out and emotional. Uh, I want to put that yeah, out there first. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but the first thing we want to talk about is, uh, when Briar announced, um, announced all the first information for Briarfest 2022, that the, it, it was indeed going to be in person, but that they were holding over the online, uh, component from the year before. Um, yeah. Which we knew they were going to do. I mean, they had yeah. such a good reaction to that the last two years. Sure. There was no way they weren't, you know, not having something was going right. to be a shot in the foot. So it's the second year that they had it. And of course, you know, it was a lot more organized this year because they had the time mm-hmm. to organize it. We were honored to uh, be asked to come out there and be on. Yeah. Uh, but um, in- instead of you know, happiness that I thought people would have, most people would have to having Mm -hmm. an online uh, component held over, even though in person was going forward, Mm -hmm. there was the immediate negative reaction to what people weren't getting. Um, Yeah. Which mostly was boiled down to the special runs, the special runs that aren't being offered online. Um, If I couldn't go, I would be disappointed too. So let's put out yeah, there that I understand absolutely. being super disappointed. You're not getting everything that you could have for whatever reason that you can't come. Um, mm-hmm. But then the Americans with Disabilities Act got thrown into it. Um, yeah. And there was lots of armchair quarterback lawyers talking about one for one uh, uh, recreation of whatever's available in Kentucky needs to be available to people online. 
Um, mm-hmm. And to that, I would just say, we're not ADA lawyers, so I, I can't, I can't interpret that, and Jackie can't interpret it. Uh, no. Breyer has a legal team, but um, I think that expecting any sort of organization, company, event, whatever, to offer everything that they offer to people in person online is not the spirit of the ADA. So I did talk to somebody who's got a little more uh, information in this realm. And right. that's exactly what they said was offering the exact same thing is online. They're not, that's not part, that's not what it is. Um, you had, you know. It's about accessibility. I mean, some, yeah. And like a lot of the stuff like on the ground at the horse park is really, that's kind of on the horse park, yeah. not Briar. Um, I have seen, like, I run the lines, you know, for you and for me and occasionally for other people. Right. I, I'm an idiot. I, there's something about running the lines that I enjoy. You can <laughs> have some, it, man. You, well, because sometimes you, I hang, sometimes I'm in a group with a bunch of people I like and it's sure. like, you now have 30 minutes to really socialize with them, right. and, you know, without other distractions. Uh, sometimes you're with a group of idiots and then you have fun stories to tell over drinks later. Um, I will say the line used to be completely a miserable experience because it was, you know, out by the covered arena and it was in the sun and there was no shade unless you were right at the top at the top. And even with the shade, it it doesn't matter because it's stifling. Um, The current incarnation and it was dangerous, too, because you had to cross over Mm -hmm. the traffic area where the horses were going in and out of the like Mm -hmm. the covered arena. And I I never saw anybody get smashed, and I'm very shocked. I remember um, at one of my first Briar Fest, it was the year Shannon was offered. Like, it wasn't the first. But yes. It, but I remember my, room, I remember my that roommate too. went and hung out in that line because the line was uh, off the ramp to the ticket area where you pick up yep. your celebration model. There's People stood in line for hours. There was and people, no we shade. Didn't, like, we didn't know that was coming. Right. Like, People just stood, there was a line and you would just get on it. And I know people that stood in that line for eight she hours. Came, yeah, she came back uh, almost heat stroked out, with, yeah. you know, with sun poisoning. She was so sunburned. And I just remember thinking, yeah. boy, that's, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the current line experience is uh, in a different spot. Yeah. It's in a pasture. They actually do take down fencing to put that up, uh, you know, temporarily for Briar. Um, but there's like a flooring. So the floor is, the ground is more level. Um, it's all in shade. It's there are these tent, misting right? fan. Yeah. There are these misting fans too, which are delightful. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to say that it's, you know, oh yes, it's wonderful. Come stand in the line, but it is a heck of a lot better than yeah. it has been. Yeah. I have also seen, um, more than once. People who can't stand in that line, because still you might be standing in that line for, you know, 45 minutes right. waiting to get into the tent. Um, and how it works is, just in case you don't know, your special run ticket has a number on it. And um, the line is determined by they draw a number that's going to be the first in line, like right before that ticket time starts. And then you all line and up. And then the line starts so, there, right? Right. So if you got ticket 251 and they draw a ticket 350 it goes from like 350 to 450 and then it starts over mm-hmm. from one um you know if you have ticket 250 and they draw 
138, you're higher up in the line. So you never know exactly where you're going to be, um, which is probably as bad a fair as they can actually make it. What I have seen is people who can't stand in that line, they hold them up at the front and ha- allow them to sit mm-hmm. until their number comes up and then they join the right. line. So they just go to the walk up into the into the special run part of the store, pick up their stuff, go. Yeah. Um, yep. So that, you know, that's an accommodation they make. Now, I don't know how i don't know if you have to go be like hey i need i have to sit down i don't know how that is and perhaps it's better if they because asking that question hey i need to sit down can be an a burden on some people so i don't know how that right happens i just have seen it and been like oh yeah that's cool and then you know done my thing but i mean yeah and the um, covered arena has handicapped seating and um yeah i i have always i mean i don't think it's ever easy in um, ambulatory spaces to be handicapped um, oh no but I and think, it's, it's very crowded and yeah, stuff like that think, too which makes it harder uh i think that the point of ada is is not to make sure you get something from a shopping cart that you want right so, um the i mean flip- if we can compare go ahead i say if we can compare it to the mask debates that have been going on um because the ada has been thrown there with Sure. People who don't want to wear a mask saying, well, I have a medical reason not to wear one and you can't ask me. But that doesn't mean you get to go shopping in Target. Right. I mean, there's thing. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, though, um, of this, when people express disappointment because they couldn't go because of their mm-hmm. disabilities or and they wanted uh, uh, th- the language, of course, got heated and yeah. people were very rude. And um, then it just. And there were some trash opinions, too. Like I saw yeah. it's somebody who was a known trashy person who was like, well, I don't think there should be anything. It should just all be in person. I was like, right. Oh, garbage take. I mean, okay. Uh, surprise. Allow people to be disappointed reasonably. Yeah. Allow people that, I mean, personally, disabled people have a hard enough time in life without you telling them. You know, if if they're How just to feel. expressing their disappointment and not having uh, having this readily available, that they're being entitled. Now, was there some entitlement going on? I yes. believe so, but I also yeah. don't think people have to come out going guns blazing, telling people for whatever reason that can't go to Briarfest that you don't deserve this and you have no right yeah. to be disappointed. Like, yeah, you know, that, yeah. I mean, just like. I don't know. You're allowed to feel what you feel. Yeah. I'd be um, disappointed if I couldn't go. I would be disappointed too. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this, I mean, this summer, Weird Al's going on tour. <laughs> There's a block. Okay, so, and this is like, this is how I met my husband. My husband and I, this is what we do. We travel around the countryside and follow Weird Al around. There's a couple blocks of concerts that I cannot go to because I have some other obligation. And uh, you know, it's killing me a little bit, but I can't go to Briar West because I got to work. Right. <laughs> like, right. I know, mean, there's just stuff you can't do. Yeah. Right. There's stuff I'm not going you know, to access to. It is what it is. Uh, so, yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, and I, my real point with this is that, you know, the rhetoric just gets so heated around these things right. that I think are not worth this kind of passion. It's a special run. People will do pickups. They will be on the secondary market. Right. Usually the special have ones are completely outrageous on the secondary market because there's so many of them. Um, yeah. And on, like I said before, like, don't, like, people are disappointed. Don't turn it into some 
you know, pissing contest, if you will, about, you know, who's, who's not, you know, expressing the proper emotion over not right. being able to get stuff. I mean, just, just we are just the most unforgiving by. bunch in some cases. I'm just like, I, you know, I see exchanges and I'm like, I'm embarrassed to know everybody involved with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to crawl under my desk. It's so uncivil. Mm-hmm. Like, God, just what was it? Will Wheaton? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the second. Also on that subject. <laughs> on this, on the second uh, blow up, uh, there was kind of uh, a bunch of little mini blow ups. Um, we have, we've talked about copyright several times before. Mm-hmm. We've talked about uh, copying. We've talked about modification. Uh, we've talked about we inspiration. We have a whole episode Sarah Mink about Yeah, this. we have a whole episode. I think it's I don't remember. I looked it up at one point mm-hmm. uh, with Sarah Mink about this. Um, but again, we've we've hit uh, that area where uh, people create a work, either directly copy it or or make one that's too close mm-hmm. for comfort. Um, right. That you can immediately look at it and know what and like that. Out, that oh, that's that a is a knockoff of this other horse. Um, yeah. And I'm not quite sure how we want to eat this elephant, but yeah. I mean, might, let's start with the you can't scan somebody else's intellectual property and call it yours. That is that is not okay to do. Chemo. You cannot scan someone else's intellectual property and claim it as your own. Like that's not okay. <laughs> like you can't scan a, a briar model or a stone or a resin or a what have you. And modify it a little bit, and it's your own work. That's not, that's not okay. Well, in in this particular case, I mean, the the I think um, the notion was, I'm going to take this piece and make it better, and show the IP owner that I've made it better. And uh, I'll tell you what, just yeah. start over. That piece is not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, you know, right. I, there's all kinds of stories about what happened to that original sculpture. Yeah, the amount. Amount of work you would have to do to improve that horse. Just make your own horse. Just make a new one. Yeah. Like do your own sculpture and then show, you know, whoever it is you want to show what your work is. You know, everybody, including the company that produced it, realizes it's terrible. So Yes. So, you know. Yeah. Um and I I'm not sure the point what the point of was going online and waving it around. Um I I think that person was per- purposely trying to create drama. I don't know yeah. the person at all, but I I, was I just, don't either. I, I don't understand. All I know is that that you're starting to get into area with that that is uh, that is unethical. For lack yes. of as art as an artist, no matter who you are, um, there is uh, spoken and unspoken and legal ethics mm-hmm. that you should respect as an artist and not being an informed is not an excuse you don't yeah. copy other people's work you don't take a, a company's work and scan it and and you know and say i can do whatever i want as long as i'm not making money off of it well i mean there's some gray area there but the reaction to what you're doing is not going to be positive right right um but like we are very fortunate with Briar that they do allow us to do they they encourage us to customize their stuff. They have a contest to do it. There are lots of companies that do not are not into that. 
No. Um, go talk. Go talk to Disney or Nintendo. I really, like, I, you know, I think Briar uh, yeah. is remiss sometimes in enforcing their IP. So. Yeah. Now they they will do things like they look away a lot of times, but like I, you know, there are some lines that, and I'm sure this this scan horse probably crosses this line because um, she did. They did say they reached out to Briar, but wouldn't say what their reaction was, which makes me think it was probably not positive. Um, but like there was a several years ago, you know making the little briar boxes yeah you know there was somebody selling those and briar did very quietly say to them you, know, you can't do that so they stopped you know yeah i think but it was long enough i think they were fine as long as it was props if it was something you were putting in a yeah, scene she, or a show setup. yeah it, it was the selling them that they yeah. did that they objected to like you can't profit off their brand that is their yeah. brand so uh and, and, and they have to protect that yeah uh, because uh like not only are you you're profiting off their stuff whether you agree with it or not it's law right i mm-hmm. know we could go on a whole tangent about how flawed copyright law is and oh yeah yeah um again but, disney anyway yeah right right <laughs> um, yeah. but but uh the bottom line is it's just it's an ethical and legal situation and you shouldn't do it if you want to show briar you can make a better kimasabi sculpt a better kimasabi yeah. Like I think Kimasabi's it itself is problematic because it's a horse and people own that horse, right? And that's their horse and you can't use the name, right? Right. So I I don't know what to tell you. I think um I I think that we keep having this happen uh whether it's a direct copy or if it's someone making homage or heavily influenced right. by another artist. Um I can't imagine looking at something that someone else has done and immediately recognizing that it it's a right. knockoff of something else and thinking that they're that's the right thing to do i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that you know you want to you call it an homage or whatever the you the the thing to probably do is to reach out to the person whose work you're Absolutely. heavily inspired by and say hey here's what i'm thinking and get their take you know, if you do something and then the artist is like, the artist messages you and is like, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. And I kind of can see what you're doing. You know, if they're doing that kind of quietly, they're doing that because they're being professional. And that's the time to have that kind of conversation. You don't then take it online and be like, here I am. But I think if you reach out and, you know, ask permission instead of waiting to give you know offer you know for beg for forgiveness i don't think that's okay in this situation or i i messed that up um you know waiting to beg for beg beg for forgiveness instead of asking permission is not how to go here yeah it's sneaky <laughs> yeah um it's that, uh, also part of that is the inev- the inevitable you know bna bully argument raised it yeah and a lot of people were like, I, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. You don't right. get it. That 25% thing people always throw around for copyright is not a thing. No, it's not. Um, and everybody knew looking at this one piece, whose it was, what it looked like, what it reminded mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I don't want to go down the history of the whole thing, but. Right. Cause the, the exact blow by blow isn't what this happens. Here. This has happened since the dawn of the hobby. This happened to mm-hmm. Sarah Rose, somebody, you know. Somebody actually had the gall to make a mini Nahar and come to her and say, hey, I'm going to make this. Oh, I remember and that. Cut you in. And, you know, Sarah was like, no, the hell you're not. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, made her own. 
Yeah, but I mean, um, back to the point of the BNAs. Part of the reason the BNAs already get involved, it always get thrown under the bus in this thing. Big name artists, if you don't know, it's, mm-hmm. it's always we're big name artists are coming in and they're bullying us and you know setting yeah. their horde after us. I think it's just the natural progression of human nature. You, you copy something iconic that everyone knows what it is, right? Um, right. Uh, people push back. The artist pushes back um, quietly at first and not so quietly later. And then there's this inevitable hue and cry about how people are bullying them. Um, that's yeah. just the progression. If you do something unpopular, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be more amplified if it's a super record. Like, I don't think you could have picked anything but the QH1. You know, that would yeah. be more recognized. Maybe maybe the QH1 is not as recognizable anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Because um, people don't realize. Because among among this the conversations here was there was a comment that. Because we it's well known that Breyer did this way back in the distant past with Hagen Reddick. Yes, and Hagen took from the court over it. Yeah. Um, and. uh but it was also insinuated that Stone did this to Carol Williams about the World Horse One. And that is absolutely not what happened. Carol sold the rights to that horse to Stone. There's a whole page on her website talking about that. I actually, like, I don't like she. I could be wrong. She but did I think that she happily. Her horse royalty was the deal she made with. Which them. good she for did. her. She could probably look right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, misinformation like that is not helpful. Yeah. No, but you know, licensing is a is a thing. Um, yeah. intellectual property rights is a thing. Uh. And so, like, you know, all those horses that get made in resin in China, like, I don't think this is well known, but those artists definitely do have, like, licensing agreements about who can produce it in China and who does it. Who can produce it at what size? If you know, if you've seen with, um, uh, not Malik, uh, the little stable mate that just came out, Twist. Yes. Um, this guy. Yeah. Uh, Brigida has sold that in multiple sizes, multiple medias, and different companies are producing. Yes. HA has produced him in China and traditional. She's produced him as a resin. We has got it in a different, in a bigger size. We has got him at a, um, I believe, curio size or what have you, facing the other way. It's mirrored. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, there's all sorts of um, legal agreements. And we're kind of getting away from the point because, I, you know, really right. what I wanted to talk about is kind of, we wanted to cover is, First of all, copies by Adam K. <laughs> and <laughs> and then the whole bully thing. I mean, I just I don't I don't know how you can not expect negative feedback from something that is so close to someone else's artwork in a hobby right. this small. I and, and this I hobby always, is very yeah, small. And I always bring up Shepherd Fairy, who a lot of people uh don't mm-hmm. know his name, but the the really popular um lithograph of obama that said hope under it with the really bright colors is a shepherd fairy graphic design but the exact image that was in it was a photograph taken by a photographer who was not paid who was not licensed who was not asked for his work um to use his work shepherd fairy uh was taken to court and lost because it was recognizable as this other photographer's work even though it was different colors. It was different media. So, I mean, it's copyright is um, copyright is probably expensive to defend, which is why it doesn't end up in court. Um, and that's not really the issue here. The, the issue, again, is ethics. 
um, and mm-hmm. common courtesy towards your fellow artists. Like, it's still not okay to do something because somebody can't retaliate at you on a legal level. Like, I, I don't even think that's what okay. it's like. That's true. Yeah. I don't even think that's what is play here. But I, I uh, there are so many people that, that disappointingly were like, well, you know, it's not an exact copy. It's just heavily influenced. I, you know. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's if I can cl- look at it, my in my gut is like, oh wow, that's just like X. Yeah, um, you know, that's not okay. I'm trying to think of anything else I have to add because the whole thing just, you know. I mean, I, I also think that you know, like uh, it happens to big name artists because they either become a big name artist because they have some iconic piece that everybody right. recognizes, right? You know, or they're already somebody everybody knows, and they you know they have work that's popular. But this is bad for artists that haven't hit that level yet either. Yeah. It's probably worse for them because their original piece isn't going to get recognized as much as the iconic thing. Yeah. If somebody copies your stuff and you're not, you know, in the, the higher levels of ether, like it, to, you have less recourse because right. it's like Jackie said, it's not as recognizable. Also, the argument came up with, well, you know, you don't own this specific type of sculpture. There are lots of horses in the same gate. And there are lots of, you know, you yeah. don't own the rights to fish horses. And, and Right. But that's not, that's not what we're saying. That's not that's the not, point, right? There are plenty yeah. of fish horses out there. Oksana Cuffs, uh, I believe, did a, a fish horse medallion. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a fish we'll horse. too. But it, yeah. it looks different um uh kira there's a there's a spate of of puffer and sunfish based yes bottles in the works right now we because s- everybody's like just pick a different fish yeah we saw <laughs> that like- we saw that happen real time with two people come yeah up with it was puffer, funny pu- puffer sunfish argument but i i mean i think kira matra jack did a fish horse that was a seahorse and a horse you know yes. i i i think um i think that there's room for all sorts of indi- I think fish horses are certainly more popular now, yeah. but and Jen Scott kind of goes into this in that the blog post that we have that we're gonna let's like she's like take the inspiration and brainstorm off of it. And right. She's like get three or four levels away. Now you have an original piece, right? And I and uh, yeah. along those lines, uh, Jen Scott, we're adding like Jen Scott's thoughts on this because she did a really well thought out blog. As well as Christian Beverly did a really great blog. Also very well thought out. Um, and those will be mm-hmm. up on our blog for you to read. Um, but, you know, it just comes back to respect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you think it might be too close for comfort, don't do it. Or talk to the artist that created yeah. it. I mean, I this kind of drama is so avoidable. And it's really, uh, you know. It's destructive, frankly it's it's an ethical thing and it it doesn't look good on it you know it just it just makes whoever did it look shady yeah you know whether they intentionally did it or not it's you know that's where i don't understand that you know it's unintentional um i i don't well at some point the the example that do you remember when uh three or four artists took the same reference photo and all painted the same color and pattern on Hamilton. They were all in the custom contest. Yes. But like, 
you can, you know, inspiration and similar ideas can kind of percolate along. That does happen. That's not the same thing. That's, you know, it's not the same thing. Like, you know, you know, the 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 hippocampi sure. the horse fish things are you know for some reason those are those were kind of bubbling around before Takeshi right. kind of like made everybody go wow um well and it and it's all contextual right yeah i mean we saw those three horses in the custom contest they all looked very different uh right because you can see the individual the you can see the individual artist style right. on each one it, that is not the same thing i think you know a lot of the gaslighting in this around this kind of, and I kind of hate to use that word because it's overused now. Um, mm-hmm. People don't like what they hear. They're like, you're gaslighting me. Um, but yeah, but the notion that no one can use the same reference or use the same uh, species or fantasy animal is, is not it's what's ridiculous. at stake here. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think, you know, just especially it, especially if you're even thinking that it could be problematic, just talk to the originating artist, you know? Yeah. Or change. If you think it's problematic, change what you're doing. Do something else. Do something else. I mean, and respect your, respect your fellow artists. Like, and, and, you know, I, I feel bad sometimes when things get, you know, again, the rhetoric gets out of control and there's, you know, a, a rage of brigade, you know, type of, you know, you did this terrible thing and we're all going to call you mm-hmm. out publicly. And, you know, I know, uh, and dog piling is a thing too. Dog which, piling. And, yeah. And, you know, all of that is, but it's part and parcel of any sort of disagreement in, in the hobby or mm-hmm. anywhere else probably. Um, but just think about what you're doing. Think, think about like, uh, you know, your inspiration and how much of it, what you're doing is uh inspiration or how much of it is just not original you know mm-hmm. i the, with iconic works like uh takeshi or the qh1 there's just you know it's so seminal there's not going to be an improvement right you you would have to innovate and change your approach your point of view on well, a piece like that that's well that and that's kind of the point right. is exactly you know yeah make make it make takeshi but make it your in your version of it it's not you know so don't you know it's not a butterfly koi it's a shark i don't know um do something else with it make it yours make you and then you can have the next iconic piece yeah yeah i I don't have much more i feel like i don't feel like i've articulated myself um but i i just wish Everybody could just calm down and take a second and think about what they're doing. Yeah. You know, whether whether it's creating a piece that is uh overly similar to someone else's piece, to telling people or telling artists how to feel about that, to mm-hmm. uh coming out against um people publicly for being upset about stuff. Like Yeah. I you know, it's it's crazy. It is. Uh, we welcome your thoughts on this. Uh, if you want yeah. to email us and let us know what you think, uh, you know, uh, pro or con, uh, info at marisonblack.com. We look forward to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. So um, we'll be right back with Instagram in progress. Bears in Black.
Okay, we're back with Instagram in progress. Blue Mountain Studios, who is always on this because she's always working. <laughs> she's always Kristen Taylor's always up to something. So she's uh she's CMing a traditional uh, proud Arabian mare, and I am intrigued. Yes, this is her own personal piece, she says. Uh she's got uh She's gone through the stages of ripping her up and putting her back together. It looks like she's lowering yep. her head, lengthening her back, uh, redoing her mane and tail, obviously. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, to fixing see- her feet. Yeah, I'm excited to see this piece. Um, it's moving right along. So It's going to be cool. I always love watching her work. She's very methodical about how she tracks her work and um, mm-hmm. instructional. I love her YouTube channel. What's next? Uh, what is next? Next is... Sorry, I was spacing out. <laughs> next is Animal Artistry by Angelica, who has Krampus. I love this little dude. So <laughs> she made this guy. He's so funny. She has an Etsy shop where she has little stuffed and belted animals, and she did this hilarious little Krampus with his tongue hanging out. And I just thought it's Christmas, so we can deviate from the horse thing for a minute That's right. and just show one of our hobby artists artists doing something else with this little Krampus stuffed animal. It's <laughs> so funny. He's got little teeth and horns. He's he's very adorable. So you didn't think anybody could make Krampus adorable, but she did. But she, but she did. Uh, Mindy has. I feel like my feet has been full of Krampus and and, and less uh, Mary Lou this year. Krampus has gotten really popular in the last yeah. five or six years. Uh, Mindy Berg is insane, God. and she's been blowing it out of the box uh, with some of her piece, like she always does. But like, she's hitting another level I didn't think was possible. She did this Appaloosa dapple gray jorts, and it's God. just. Stunning. It makes me want to cry. It's just <laughs> so stunning. I don't even know how much this thing sold for, but it's beautiful. I believe this was uh it was not astronomical. I can't imagine. But it was like it was sold at a price, and I was like, mm, if I gotten mixed up into that, it probably would have gotten. You know, like, <laughs> if, I thought, if I thought I was a player. Just the <laughs> detail and the I mean just yeah. Just that, that rony Appaloosa varnishing. Varnishing thing. and like it's so realistic. It's the 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 shading and uh, varnishing on the face, and and the ticking up by the neck, and just I can't even describe. <sighs> just go to our blog and look at a picture. It is stunning. Yeah, just go look at his picture because he's stunning. He's astounding. She also this week finished a little Epona going even smaller in this. And I've seen the reference photo for this. I, uh, yeah, this is a very well-known the, reference yeah, photo like for us, actually. I think it's like a clip job dapple, yeah. but it's this dark star dapple gray on this little tiny opponent. Yeah, but like, like the whole horse, like from ears to tail is just ink. And it's, dapple. you know, she's got the gray shading and the little pink nose and it's got high whites and it's just, you know, opponent is such a neat sculpture. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Connor sculpted Epona, but this is the little, little, little version, and it's just out of control. Like, yeah, she actually said this is a test print in between sizes. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's Sweet. what she says. So it's a little bigger than micro. Yes, yeah, it's definitely bigger than micro because it's in her palm. Oh yeah, not her, not You're her right. fingers. <laughs> not, not like. Doof. 
it's still it's still a crazy paint job for this size horse don't get us wrong and of course she like, has once one uh, you know her amazing bases yeah mm. lovely, lovely, lovely 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 what's next danielle feldman is next which uh she's slowly she's taking heather bullock's uh dapple gray class and um so this is her, her the piece she's working on it looks like a cm valor uh maybe i don't know what he is like the bet it looks i like- thought he was probably plastic with his head and neck that high his head doesn't look like valor yeah, no, I know, hey, but his back end looks like Valor. I'm not sure what this is. Yeah, I was gonna say the detail on his, uh, like on the sculptural detail on his legs, look uh, strike me as resin, not plastic. As yeah, well. yeah. I don't know, but yeah, this is I. I started that uh, that class actually with her, and then I had to, the Dapple Gray class. Oh no, she's taking the second class. I did the beginning yeah. class with her. Um, but yeah, Daniel Feldman's uh, got a really great uh style and uh this is very early in the process obviously but it's it's looking to be beautiful yeah. and it looks so like it doesn't look like oil to me it looks almost like pastel because it's very matte yes yeah he's gonna be pretty oh, gorgeous mm. uh walnut lane oh no oh no it's a uh, horse deer <laughs> this was a clever idea to be honest so this is uh, one of Kelly Seeley's. This is the Capriole that she has modified into the reindeers. So yeah. It's got a different tail. It's got some fuzzies on it. And it has a rack of antlers. It also has a loop so you can... Uh, yeah, like an ornament. Make an ornament out of it. And she is uh, she's painting it reindeer color, it looks like. Yeah. This is Walnut Lane Studio. I don't think that's Kelly, is it? No, it's Harriet Lansley. Okay. Oh, there it is, yeah. Uh, but... Ugh, lovely yeah it's so cute it's and it, she's putting that kind of um i don't know what the color you would call kind of a taupey color it's a color horses don't often come in but it's very common right. on um on deer. deer and stuff like elk cervids yep whatever <laughs> that's like equine but deer oh gotcha <laughs> genus or whatever yeah uh sunny equine art this is i don't know if we featured them before um, but they've got a little 3D sausagey drafter um, in the works, and the really super heavy European type draft. Oh, he's got a cute little face. Oh, cute little face. <laughs> he's got big old feet. Look at those feet. He does have big old feet, like he's supposed to, because he's a big old. Look at his bottom too. Is sorry, got a big apple bottom. <laughs> yeah, very muscled, very heavy. This is uh, this always reminds me, like sculptures like this of when you used to look in your horse breeds book and there'd always be that section that with, chunk. The, with the Lithuanian heavy draft. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like that is a horse <laughs> that has its own gravitational field right, right? there. Chonker donk. Mm. Uh, Rock pony. Oh, I We featured this on, a, on uh, an earlier version of this on feature Friday. Did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm not sure, but like it was, it was, it was, it was not this far along in the process. So this is like a dapple gray Malik. It looks like I, mm-hmm. it, they're doing it in oils. It kind of looks like Heather Bullock's process. I don't know if they also took the dapple gray class, but yes, she is. This is this is her class horse for the dapple gray. But it looks really fantastic. Yeah, he's coming along really nicely. Uh, Rock Pony is Brenna, Region Four. I don't know if that's our Brenna. 
um, who's a patron, but I just love the way this mm-hmm. Malik looks. No, this is our Brenna is from Canada. Ah, so no. So whoever you are, Brenna, this is awful. <laughs> we like. <laughs> um. So next up, we have. Oh God, why do I always get these names? I can't say Equine Equine VRT. Yeah. I'm going to let you say this artist's name. Anita Anita Kutsa, Kuznetsova Kuznetsova. There you go. She's putting a mane on her horse. She's using blue epoxy too, so it's really evident mm. what she's doing. Um, I think this is a great little kind of not a tutorial, but a process video where yeah. she's putting on the mane and and uh, putting the rolls of epoxy on, and then uh, defining and then detailing it and them detailing out, it, and then doing the forelock um, with the blue really makes it stand out. So I thought yeah. this was a cool little in process progress video. That's how you can go from spaghetti to what looks like hair, right? Like <laughs> that joke that's like how to draw a horse, you know. Right. Draw draw the stick figure, and then the next panel is draw a horse, and it's this super detailed. Yeah, thing. it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> how do you sculpt an X? Just take off all the pieces that don't look like X. <laughs> uh, sunny horse art. Uh, Victoria Letton, I think, is how maybe you pronounce that. Uh, there's this beautiful bust of a work in progress. Um, um medallion i'm not sure if this is hers or if this is uh one of oxana's or someone else's but yeah wow last copy of this edition this is gorgeous he is gorgeous um she is so talented i have a a mawari medallion by her that is just bananas oh did she do this little oh no no this is that somebody else's medallion but she painted it the little christmas pony that christmas pony is so cute yeah I think that's maybe uh, Viviana Darks. Yeah, she said it, she says it's uh, Viviana and, and Nemo. But I think this video. one that we're featuring may be hers. Might be hers. So, but I love this. It's this rose, rosy, uh, light dapple gray, and just the detail in the eye and the blaze and around the the muzzle and the mane and tail. It's just crazy. The background is looking very nice yeah, too. The background is kind of this. Uh, misty kind of sunset morning deal mm. it's russian painters man i tell you russian anything model horse russian they are anything. just perfectionists like their cleanness blows me away and finally this was the original thing i was going to throw on feature friday this week and then my ipad had a mental breakdown this is <laughs> this is amazing i love this, this is amazing I love this. So this is uh, Jensen Pony, Jensen Ponies, Jensen Ponies, Christina, Kirsten, sorry, I'm going to mess everything up. Kirsten Jensenberg. And she has uh, a picture of, she does a couple of, she does a lot of these, but this is like all leopard Appaloosa, not just horses, because there's a boxer and a pig in here too. (laughs) Um, But they're just, they're original Finnish leopard Appaloosas. And I just, I don't know. There's something about this image. I really it's like. like 101 Dalmatians. It's yeah. nuts. I really love her stuff. I she that she knows how to compose a striking picture. Yeah, her composition skills are great. But yeah, it's you know it's uh, it's a ton of Briar Leopard Appaloosa horses, and then Jasper the pig and the boxer. Yeah, I, we love them. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. 
More, please. More, please. More, please. All right, it's time to close the show. Is it time to close the show? It's time to close the show so you can go oh, no. be a nerd. Be a nerd. Because I'm not being a nerd here at all. It's just a different kind of nerd, Heather. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, I'm going to go nerd Nerds. out. I'm going to go nerd out on Animal Crossing after this. Yeah, see? It's all the same. We should just get you an Animal Crossing uh, cosplay. They look very comfortable, the Animal Crossing cosplay. Well, yeah, because, I mean... Who would I, who would I be, though? I don't know. Come up with something and I will help you brainstorm how to make that a reality. I don't want to be Isabel. She's too iconic. Yeah. But, like, when I was at uh, New York City Comic Con, I've seen, uh... Oh, God, what's the her name? The Turnip Lady. The, the, you the saw Turnip the Turnip Lady. lady. Seen, yeah. Well, I saw, um, Gulliver. Yeah. And I saw a, a couple being, uh... Ah, oh, Celeste and uh, what's his name in the museum? Blathers? Yes, Blathers and Celeste. They were hilarious. And they weren't like super obvious, but like they're wearing the sweater vest. And I was like, oh, 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 I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I bring you a bug? You know, like. <laughs> uh, God, I should have done that. I have bugs in my bag. Um, that'd be funny. <laughs> But yeah, pick a character. We'll figure something out. Okay. Okay. All right. It'll be fun. <laughs> As anyway, usual. Now we have to cl- close the show. As usual, plug for sponsors and shout outs. The advertising rates have been overhauled to be less confusing. Um, so info at mayorsandblack.com if you would like a copy of our advertising rates. Uh, join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash mayorsandblack. Woo. We have fun. Woo. We do. Um, you can subscribe to Mares in Black. Uh, There's a Black podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, and any other fine podcast purveyor. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which Jackie is really great about keeping busy. Uh, so we appreciate her because I'm terrible at being regular on social media. She's like yeah, clockwork. I, got, I, got I dig to, it. I got Instagram and TikTok kind of I've got it. I've got a schedule. <laughs> um, got a schedule. So that's the end of the show. This is the last show for the year. We hope everybody has a good Christmas. Oh, we have Twitch now too, and, right? Oh, we've we got a Twitch channel. There's nothing on it yet because we haven't yeah. engineered that. But in the that, new year, we're going to start twitching around with Animal Crossing. Jackie will probably play some Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild Two. Hopefully, it ever comes out. I I think it's a year away. I really think that's a holiday. I've got a Mario stuff. I've, I've, I've thought about that recently, too. But we won't <laughs> yeah, I thought you were expecting them to announce something at the Game Awards. Well, maybe. the Game Awards is always a big stinking deal, and Nintendo always has a big presence. In the last couple of years, it's been Smash Brothers stuff, because they have had uh, download content yeah. that they've been rolling out slowly. The last of that happened already. This year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda stuff, which they've done nothing about, basically. They wow. re-released the game. They re-released Skyward Sword, which there's things about the new game coming out that makes me think they really want you to have played Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild before getting into this new right. one. Like, there's just stuff. We don't even know the name of this game yet. It is currently called... Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> no, it's currently called the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That is the official title Wow. Right they won't tell us the title because they said it's a spoiler. And we're like, how spoilery? Because, like, yeah, I guess... It, all the titles of the games can be spoilery after you've played the game? 
know, like I don't so I don't know what's going on. Um so we were hope so everybody was hoping that we would at least get a name and nothing. They released this could they there was a commercial for the Switch that was like, oh, upcoming games in 2022, and there was a clip of the new game in it. Oh, Still really? So, well, it's a clip we've seen. It's because uh. it was at, you know, it's not anything new, but it still said, oh, the, se- you know, the sequel to Legend of Zelda, The Breath of the Wild. We were like, throw us a bone here, guys. <laughs> Come on. Well, you know, so, I don't for know. Animal Crossing, I know I bring it up every time you talk about this, but Animal Crossing well, it's sat our around games. Our, it's our for game eight up. years with nothing, and rumors started flying and we didn't know until a week later that they tacked it on the end of smash brothers uh at a at a uh, i know at an Inti- i know they do Nintendo, stuff like this like online reveal and yeah, what no. was so amazing about that is well you know, they did that when they originally like dropped the oh by the way where this is what we're working on because i remember being at an airport and getting fifty thousand messages from people going hey did you see this like <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, nobody knew there was nothing solid. And then all of a sudden they had a gameplay trailer and everybody was like, ah! <laughs> like the yeah. fanboys at the event were literally jumping up and down and screaming. That's awesome. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So now, so now the rumor is, well, there might be a Nintendo Direct in January. And I'm like, yeah, that's where, that's where Animal Crossing debuted at a, at a Direct. Yeah. Uh, we will have some really amazing news uh in january that we cannot talk about right now um but hold on to your hats okay it'll be fun excellent excellent all right i guess that's it that is it we will uh see you guys at some of you guys at briar west hopefully yeah um and uh have have a good holiday have a good new year and uh and uh we'll keep see it you civil people <laughs> seriously don't be calm down we love you <laughs> The Mares in Black Podcast, created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi, written by Heather Malone, produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner, edited by Joshua Wessner, engineered at Two Ton Studios, fulfillment enforcer, Jackie Rossi.